Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 100 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 4 today and our focus is on why God sends his people into the desert wilds. So, thank you for listening. I want to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. You can get a contact page there, show notes, transcript, all sorts of things. I also want to invite you to share the show with friends and neighbors. Our goal is to get as many people as possible involved in daily Bible reading and daily daily Bible listening and daily Bible thinking, and daily Bible obeying. Now, our goal today for this specific episode is to understand how God leads us by learning from the Word, and and that we would also learn how to thrive when God sends us into the metaphorical desert and be fruitful coming out of it rather than being overwhelmed by it. So I see a pattern in Scripture over and over and over, sometimes literally, sometimes metaphorically, God sends his people into the desert wilds and meets with his people in the desert wilds. I see a pattern in my life over and over and over again. God sends me into the desert wilds, and every time it happens, it usually confuses me and messes me up. But the more I see in Scripture, and the more I look back on my life and the fruit of being in those times of being in a spiritual desert, the more I realize they're a great example of God working things for my good. So if God is going to conform us to the image of His Son Jesus, He might just lead our lives in a similar way that he led Jesus's life. Notice Matthew 4.1. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The big thing for us to see there is Jesus, the Son of God, was like led, pushed, almost driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness desert. Now, I need to say a word about that place because I'm probably going to flip back and forth on this episode between calling it the wilderness and the desert and the desert wilds or whatever. The Greek word there is the Greek word eremos, and it means like a lonely, deserted kind of place, a lonely region. Sometimes the Bible translates that word as wilderness, other times as desert, other times as a lonely or a desolate place. It doesn't necessarily mean a place that gets less than 10 inches of water a year. It does mean a place that's very remote, outside of civilization, Uh, probably dry, probably not a lot of shelter, probably a difficult place for humans to survive. More frightening, the word can also be used in the context of people and was used by many Greek writers in the sense of being deserted by others, deprived of the aid and protection of others, especially of friends, acquaintances, kindred. It's where we get the word hermit from, this word eremos. So, it does not sound like a good place to be in. And a big question we're going to kind of grapple with today is why would the Holy Spirit send Jesus into a bad place and why would he do the same for us? That's the thing. It's not just a question about the life of Jesus. As a pastor, I kind of find it interesting that there's not much in the Bible that tells us exactly what a church service should look like. And like, there's no service order in the Bible or length of time church should last or what time it should start, how long the sermon should go, whether or not it's okay to sing psalms, how many songs you should sing, etc. Perhaps even more interesting, there's not much in the Bible about how our lives as future followers of Jesus will look specifically. 
But there's a ton in the Bible about how God has dealt with others, and we can learn immensely about God and kind of how our lives are going to go through the narrative passages of Scripture. Nothing in the Bible explicitly says that God will send you or I into the desert wilds multiple times in our lives, but volumes of Scripture demonstrate that God does this to his people for good reason, that he will sometimes lead us through areas in our lives that feel like we're in a desert or an isolated place or a desolate place where maybe it feels like it's harder to pray to God. It's harder to reach out to our friends. We feel lonely and isolated. That's what I'm talking about when I say God is going to lead us into desert places in our lives. He may not literally drive us out into the desert wilds or the wilderness like the Holy Spirit did to Jesus, but figuratively, spiritually, or in reality, we're going to go through desert places in our lives. And the fact that he did this to his perfect son, Jesus, he sent him into a desolate place should be eye-opening for us. When we see how God leads and deals with other people in the Bible, we can learn a pretty good bit about how he's going to lead us. So let's read Matthew 4. Pay particular attention about how Uh, Jesus stood strong against the temptations of the enemy in the wilderness, and the way he did it was standing on the word of God. If the Son of God fought the enemy in this way, you'd better believe we should too. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, and the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And he answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus told him, It is also written, Do not test the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor, and he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and angels came and began to serve him. When he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, along the road by the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who live in darkness have seen a great light, and for those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee their father preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease among the people. 
Then news about him spread throughout Syria, so they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains. The demon possessed the epileptics and the paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So, I have a book on the Desert Fathers. This was a group of followers of Jesus who literally themselves exiled themselves into the desert wilds so that they could know God better. They wrote books, they met with people, they prayed a lot, but basically they lived in isolation and sought the Lord. And this book about their lives opens with this introduction and says, the desert was a place to come face to face with loneliness and death. Nothing grows in the desert. Your very existence is therefore threatened. In the desert, you are forced to face up to yourself and to the temptations in life that distract you from a wide-hearted focus on the presence of God in the world. The desert is a place of deep encounter, not a place of superficial escape. It is a place that strips you down to the essentials, forcing you to let go of all the securities you cling to in life, even your images of God. The desert leaves you feeling alone, mortal, limited, yet it is through the fierceness of this very experience that the desert elders saw a doorway to an encounter with a God who is much more expansive than anything believers imagined. Has there been a time in your life where you felt abandoned? Maybe by friends, by God. Maybe you felt like it was far more difficult to hear from God in that time, or you felt like you were wandering aimlessly in your life. Sometimes that's the kind of symptom I've seen of people who God is leading through desert places, metaphorical desert places. I believe if God sent his son into the literal desert, that he will send us into a spiritual kind of desert as well. And there's numerous examples of this kind of thing in the word of God. Think about Moses exiled into the literal desert for killing an Egyptian in defense of a person being abused. What did Moses learn about God in the desert wilds? Well, he learned his name, his character, his compassion for his people, and he learned of his presence. He learned God personally. Now, when Moses was in the desert, he was abandoned by his adopted people. He was abandoned by his blood people. He was on the run because of his sin. He went to live in a desolate place without friends or family or companions and met God there. God often meets his people in the literal desert or the desert wilds and the spiritual desert wilds. I take from this that God sends those he loves and is pleased with into the desolate wilds of the desert, spiritually, metaphorically, and literally. It's not easy. It's hard, painful sometimes. But if we love God and are called according to his purpose, God is in doing that, working all things for our good. And if we don't understand that sometimes, he will take us, that he will sometimes take us into the desert wilds, a place of loneliness and pain. We will sometimes struggle to understand our lives. I want you to see something, not in our passage today in Matthew 4, but in Luke 4, verse 1, also talking about the episode of Jesus being driven into the desert. Luke 4, 1 says, Jesus left the Jordan full of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, after that episode is over, listen to verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what's the difference between verse 1 and verse 14? Well, let's ask Origen, a early church father writing in the 200s AD, almost 1800 years ago. Origen says, 
See what is written of the Holy Spirit in this passage emphatically and carefully. The passage says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Power has been added because he had trodden down the dragon and conquered the tempter in hand-to-hand combat. So Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to the land of Galilee and reports about him went to the whole surrounding region. So the desert wilds are not meant to be fun to go through, friends, but going through these kinds of times in the spiritual wilderness or the spiritual desert that God sometimes leads us through, even if it takes longer than we expect it will, means that we will grow in that desert like nowhere else. We will learn God better. We will get to know His Spirit better. Very often, the desert wilds of our lives are places where God meets us the deepest and where we learn about Him the most. So don't despair if you're going through a spiritual desert right now, friends. It doesn't mean God has abandoned you. Actually, it much more likely means that God loves you deeply and is taking you deeply into Him. Let's close with our Bible memory verse of the, for the month of April, James 4, verse 6. He gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day and Godspeed.